0: Hey, it's jordan we'll open up the chill factory in about 20 seconds do you have the chill factory app yet it's a great way to relax right now and forever and at the end of this episode i'll be giving a special password so that you and 25 other listeners can use all of the chill factory apps features for free
1: two things can be true at once there can be this turmoil and conflict and horrible tragedies happening in the world And we can also be doing things for our mental health, for our wellness, for our well-being.
0: Welcome to The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. It's been a rough couple of weeks, and everyone I talk with is stressed and worried, and there's a real heaviness in the air. Originally, this episode was supposed to be about being silent and silent retreats, but because of the continuing invasion of Ukraine and all of the emotions it's sparking, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about some ways to deal with these current events and the uncertainty they're causing. To sort some of this out, I've invited Cassie Haas to join us in the Chill Factory today. Cassie is a clinical psychologist and works at the University of Toledo's Counseling Center, where she specializes in trauma as well as helping clients learn to allow themselves to feel and experience their emotions as they naturally occur. For the past couple of years, I've had the pleasure of working with Cassie because the University of Toledo provides our Stress Busters app to its students. Cassie Haas, thanks so much for coming by the Chill Factory today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me, Jordan.
0: Cassie, I assume during times of personal and world conflict and turmoil and uncertainty that it's normal to feel frightened and anxious and stressed and overwhelmed. I've had nightmares over the past week and a half or so since the Ukraine conflict started, so that's normal, right?
1: It's absolutely normal Jordan. I've also had my own nightmares and this is something that I hear from from clients a lot and one thing I say is that we dream about what we know about and right now this is something really prevalent that's happening in our society. It's really scary for a number of reasons. There are just horrible horrible atrocities happening. Uh, and we're, we're seeing that, right? We're being bombarded with the media and the social media and the news of it. And while it, it's good to know what's happening, right? We need to be in the loop and know these things that are happening. It becomes really tiring to for it to be the only thing that we're seeing and the only thing that, that we're thinking about.
0: Yeah. And you brought up media coverage and it's hard not to watch this on TV or through social media or or, or through the newspaper and, you know, beyond the obvious horror of the violence that we're witnessing, sometimes real time, uh, and now the concern about nuclear conflict and nuclear war, those things are obviously upsetting, frightening to most people, are there other things at play that maybe we're not so aware of where our mental health is concerned that it might be good to, to be more aware of and to talk about in the name of trying to navigate all of this in a healthier way?
1: definitely. I think it, like you said, the the media is really prominent. It's really easy to to get caught up and want to know more and want to see more, but really limiting our media exposure when we start to feel burnt out, when we start to feel overwhelmed, is critical for our own mental health and wellness and well-being. Knowing kind of what our limits are, knowing the type of media that we're consuming, right? If it's taking a a huge toll on your mental health to see videos and images of what's happening, but you do want to be in the know, read articles about what's happening or listen to to people talking about what's happening. I think each one of us has different limitations for what we can kind of take in in terms of of the media and just knowing what those are, knowing when we do need to reach out and and talk to somebody else and, and seek that support while also doing what we feel is right in the situation
0: yeah we did a great episode a couple weeks back called breaking news stress where we talked specifically about you know managing your own media content so for anyone who has not listen to that episode. Uh, I recommend you go and listen to it. I think it's episode 15, Breaking news Stress, because it has really helped me the past couple of weeks just around this awareness. It's almost like a light that goes off in my brain and says, okay, Jordan, you should stop watching the news right now. It's repeating. You know what's going on for the moment. Go do something else. So Cassie, continuing along this road of how can we feel more in control perhaps or feel more balanced during this time of turbulence, especially because uncertainty is at play here, it seems to me that that is a big driver of the stress that we're feeling, in addition to, again, the obvious violence and, and terrible situation that we're seeing on our, on our screens. Are there other go-to strategies that we can employ to help us feel more balanced or, or, or get a grip, if you will, while the earth is shaking around us?
1: yeah there's a a a lot of things that we can do for our own mental health and wellness and i think you know you brought up the the idea of feeling out of control like we don't have control and i think it's important to recognize what we do have control over right a lot of us don't have control over what is happening on a global scale i would even argue that we don't have control over our emotions and our thoughts those are things that naturally come up and occur for lots of reasons. Um, but what we do have control over a lot of times is our actions and what we decide to do with all of the information that we're being given, what we decide to do for our mental health. Um, and so one of uh, the strategies that I use to, to help me when I'm having all of these thoughts, all of the doom and gloom and really ruminating about what what's going on in the world is asking myself, is this thought helpful for me right now? And if it, if it is helpful for me, right? If there, if it's telling me that I can take some action or, or do something about it, then I, I move my energy into that action. And if it's not guiding me towards a, a valued action, then i can kind of recognize okay i am kind of in that cycle of of ruminating about this and maybe i need to engage in some self-care right now and self-care looks different for all of us it looks different depending on our context Um, i you know reaching out to our loved ones reaching out for support is a really big piece of it Um, but there's also other things that we can do right engage in activities that are meaningful to us Um, reach out to people who mean a lot to us and just kind of focus on our mental health as we go through this time period.
0: You know, this brings up another question that I really want to talk with you about. Uh, The other night I was out with a friend and we were talking about Ukraine and she said that she had posted some photos on Instagram that had nothing to do with Ukraine. She, She was I don't know, out and about taking pictures of fun things of her and her friends out at a restaurant or somewhere. And she said that she got messages back saying, how can you post yourself having a great time when bombs are being dropped on babies? And it brings up the issue of feeling guilty or feeling dissonance where we who are geographically certainly, and and therefore, you know, psychologically to some extent removed from what's going on in and around Ukraine, is it okay to have a good time while at the same time these horrors are unfolding?
1: It is okay. And it's, also is okay to, to feel that guilt, right? I think a lot of us experience that. That's also something I struggled with in, in the last week of just going about my normal life um, while knowing that these things are happening. But two things can be true at once. There can be this turmoil and conflict and horrible tragedies happening in the world. And we can also be doing things for our mental health, for our wellness, for our well being, And sometimes we do have to sit with, I feel guilty about doing this and know that it is in my best interest right now for my mental health to do these things. And so I think it sometimes we get into the the mindset that we can only feel one thing at, at the at once and if there's two separate things we need to figure out which one is true. But that that's not the case. They can both be true at the same time. And I think it's important for us to be able to find ways to be okay with that, to accept that, because that is our reality now, and it might be our reality for, for a while.
0: I think it's also true that we need to be healthy in order to help.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So
0: it's, you know, like uh, reinforcing ourselves to go back into, and forgive the, the military terms, into battle to, let's say, you know, volunteer here, or help people around Ukraine. We need to have energy. We need to be able to focus. We need to have the motivation. So in order to do that, we need to also do some self-care, including sleep, especially if your sleep is being interrupted, as you know, you indicated yours is, mine is. I've talked to a lot of people who are having trouble sleeping right now. So especially if that's the case, to really try and uh, focus on getting the, the rest you need.
1: Absolutely. We, we know we say that you can't pour from an empty cup and we need to do these things that, that fill our cup up so we have more energy to give back to the, these causes that are important to us to find ways to feel like we can contribute or make a difference.
0: And I think it's also important to say, Cassie, that sometimes the effects of stress and the effects of you know, what we're seeing unfolding in the world, we don't always feel them right away they can creep up on us unknowingly a couple days later or a couple of weeks later. And we sometimes have trouble uh, pinpointing, well, why do I feel this way? It's a beautiful sunny day. It's a Saturday. I'm going out to meet friends. Why do I feel so down and so tired? And it very well could be the after effects of something that we read about or saw a week earlier.
1: You know, uh, tragedy and and trauma and emotions have a way of sitting in our bodies, even if we're not consciously thinking about them. And so I think that's why it's so important to have people around that you know you can talk to about how you're feeling and knowing your own mental health and your own warning signs. And if you feel like you need to reach out for help, absolutely do that. There's no shame in, in reaching out and saying, hey, I, I need some help getting through this or processing this.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, and we will be sure to repeat in the show notes and on the ChillFactory.net website resources that anyone can access by text, by calling, by email. If you feel like you need to talk to someone right now, you're worried, you're you're feeling freaked out, resources are there to help. So uh, sort of, yes, connecting back to what we talked about earlier, you shouldn't feel any guilt like, oh my gosh, why do I need to call someone to get help? I'm sitting here in the U.S. or wherever and, you know, nothing bad is happening compared to what's happening in Ukraine. But you got to put that out of your head because most of us are affected by what's going on. And, you know, It feels like we and our world are in a pattern of lurching from one major conflict and catastrophe to the next, and it feels like just as one seems to be ending, another one is starting. Of course, I'm talking about coronavirus. The pandemic seems to be waning, fortunately, in many places, and then, right away that door is closing and the Ukraine invasion door opens up. And we can also go back and and say that about politics and about racism and about climate change and all of these intense storms that are happening. So any advice if we're thinking about the long-term of this and the, uh, you know, stress resilience that it looks like we will need for a long time to come.
1: Yeah, I think, Jordan, this is so important for us to think about because in this day and age where we are so connected with one another, we are so connected with the world through social media. I This is going to, to continue, I, I fear, that, you know, even if it's not these major global events, there are still tragedies that happen every day that are getting a lot more coverage than we've ever seen in, in our history because there are more people to cover it, because there are more people to post about it and put their thoughts and opinions and videos out there. And so to, to that, I think it's really important for us to consider, again, our capacity for bringing that sort of information into our mind and being mindful of our mental health, being mindful of our needs. Um, I always recommend people at least have some social media people that they follow that are positive right so if you do kind of scroll through your social media it's not all doom and gloom you have people in there who do bring positive lights who who make you smile to bring that balance to that platform because that's really what what we're going to need to find in our lives as we continue to navigate hearing all of these tragedies and all of this horrible news is how can we continue to to really take care of ourselves and our mental health when this probably isn't going to stop.
0: And I think it's also important to acknowledge that bad stuff, really bad stuff, happens every day all over the world. Often we don't know about it because it doesn't get enough or any attention, Uh, but it does affect our fellow humans at the same time we're going about our lives. Cassie Haas, thank you so much for coming by the Chill Factory. Thanks so much for helping us uh, sort this out.
1: You're welcome, Jordan. Thank you for having me. I think, like you said, this is such an important topic right now. It's very timely. And I think the sooner that we can all start thinking about these things and how to take care of ourselves, the better in the long run it's going to be for our mental health and well-being. So thank you again for having me.
0: Be sure to check the show notes because we'll have more about Cassie, as well as a list of organizations that are helping people in Ukraine and their families around the world, and some mental health resources that you can call or text should you need someone to talk to now or in the future. The opposite of war is peace. And I'd also offer that the opposite of war is nature. And there are many studies showing significant reductions in stress and anxiety after spending time in nature, even just for a few minutes, as well as listening to nature sounds. So let's treat ourselves and spend a couple of minutes listening to nature sounds. And as we do, stop what you're doing, Find a quiet place, close your eyes, and allow yourself to be immersed in these sounds. Allow yourself to relax as you listen. These and many other nature sounds are in the Chill Factory app. So if you like what you hear and you want lots of other ways to relax right away, download the Chill Factory app for free from the App Store or Google Play and enter the password PIECE when prompted. This will allow you and 25 other listeners to use all of the Chill Factory app's features for free for one year from the original post date of this episode It's quitting time for this episode of The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. Thanks so much for listening. We have more resources at thechillfactory.net, and you can leave a voice comment or question there. Just look for the blue tab on the right side of any site page. Be sure to subscribe or follow The Chill Factory so you'll know when new episodes are available. And if you liked something you heard on this or any episode, we'd love it if you rated or reviewed The Chill Factory wherever you get your podcasts. And as Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said, it's a victory when the weapons fall silent and people speak up.